The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with caller interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you suffered from fatigue, brain fog after COVID or some other virus? Have you ever had some autoimmune disease like arthritis or thyroid problems or asthma that got worse after a virus? If you've ever couldn't get over, couldn't seem to snap back, after a virus like COVID or otherwise, today's your day because we're going to discuss how to become vital, alive again after a virus. Today's world very common to have people talking about having chronic long COVID syndrome. This isn't new, and no, it's severe. There are a lot of people whose lives were very severely affected by chronic fatigue, bed-bound, in fact. But the sheer numbers worldwide of people with COVID and their incapacitation brings an appreciation of the immune effects of a virus and the autoimmune effects afterwards and how we might become vital or alive again. That's today's show. This is Healthy Living with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.f and podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Today we're going to learn how to use medical intuition and mind-body medicine to fix the immune, physical, emotional, and cognitive effects in the current immune-demic. Yes, I say the immune-demic. Shy, want a private reading? If you can't get a reading during this show, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. Subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa Podcast, on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Remember, this forum is educational only and not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. If you are having an emergency, go to your emergency room. Everybody has a COVID story. Everybody had an Epstein-Barr virus story. Everybody used to have a tuberculosis story. In every era, there is some virus or epidemic that defines our era. There was a HIV era. It can separate people, COVID did, and it can unite people, HIV did. <coughs> you will hear me cough, sputter, and possibly get short of breath during the show. And that's because, though I now test negative, I am actually still with the after effects of COVID. And I actually called Diane Ray, my wonderful producer for the show, and she said, maybe you shouldn't do the show. And I said, oh, contraire. I think I should do the show. This is about how to become vital after a virus. And nothing can explain it better than still having symptoms of it. How did I get it? Well, first of all, when COVID first came out, I heard about it and I worked in a microbiology lab where they worked with HIV, chlamydia, and so on. First of all, let's address COVID. When you get COVID chronically, there are specific inflammatory markers. A lot of people call me and say, my body has inflammation. This drives me crazy. There are at least nine different pathways for inflammation. There's local inflammation where you get a cut. There's systemic there are all kinds of different pathways. It drives me crazy when I go, when people say, my body feels inflamed. You can be emotionally inflamed and so on. In COVID, there's a specific inflammatory signature where you can look at certain cytokines, IL-1, interleukin-1, IL-6, tumor necrosis factor alpha, a variety of different complement pathways. It's specific. How does it work? We all get viruses. We actually have hundreds of thousands of viruses that live in us. As you're sitting in that chair, if you feel your rear end start to itch, chances are there are viruses that you're sitting on. <laughs> no, you live in harmony with your viruses, just like when you're in an airport or a bus station. There are people around you, and you have to figure out how to be in harmony with that person who's eating Doritos or something next to you. You don't like the Doritos, but you know, you got to live in peace with them. And we live in peace <coughs> with our viruses. How our immune systems make antibodies toward them, we sequester them in a corner. Just like when a person is eating Doritos next to us in an airport, we kind of block out the scent so eventually we don't smell it anymore. Or we move in a separate chair. We do something to ward them off. However, some people's immune systems, emotions, or whatever are stressed, and they can't. 
or they get chronically activated against it. And the things that they do, their immune system does to fight the Epstein-Barr the Epstein-Barr virus, the COVID virus. They make antibodies, kind of like mosquito spray. The problem is it doesn't just attack the COVID or the Epstein-Barr virus. It might unfortunately attack an area in your body that's always been a little vulnerable. So if you've had lower back nerve problems, it'll go there. If you've had a tendency toward arthritis, it will go there. Asthma or lungs, it will go there. Diabetes, hypertension, migraine headaches, seizures, and so on and so on. It will go to those places. It will hit them because those areas are a little exposed. They're a little um, frayed. And they go for the loose, frayed endings in your body. And so then they attack them. The other possibility is some people's immune systems are not able to clear every presence of the virus. Just like I have a stairwell. I don't know what the problem is with the damn stairwell. Whenever I broom it, there's dust that gets put in the corners. Unless I literally get a chopstick, yes, a chopstick, and go in the corners, which makes me feel like I'm Felix Unger and the Odd Couple. There are these particles of kitty litter, and I don't know what it is. It may be from some galaxy far, far away. I can't get them out. The same thing with the viruses. Our immune systems are natural killer cells that are kept in check if we have the appropriate amount of cortisol, stress hormone in our body. It wipes them out, but some viral particles stay in the corners of the steps of the stairwells in our body. And they're there to annoy us. Just like every time I go up and down that staircase, I see those pieces of dirt and it annoys me. It annoys some people's immune systems too, and they keep making antibodies against it. And so you get chronically inflamed and those inflammation goes after your joints if you have had joint problems or blood vessels if you've had hypertension and so on. And literally, you get long viral syndrome. And you're like, I don't understand why I'm not better. They call it an auto-reactive process. This is not new. This is not new. Do you know that, remember in the 80s and 90s, people got chlamydia? We worked in chlamydia in that lab. There was a woman on Thursdays and Tuesdays, she ran chlamydia tests. It was... <laughs> So I don't understand it. Was it City Hospital in the Infectious Disease Lab? All I know is if you had chlamydia, you could get infertile with pelvic inflammatory disease. However, if you had chlamydia and you don't get treated for it, it does the same thing. It makes antibodies against your joints, your eyes, or your skin. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Not everybody with chlamydia. No, just some funny, twitchy people. Who knew? How about salmonella? Salmonella. Yes. That thing that's in, I don't, I can't remember now because why? Because I'm still tappy in the head, but I keep going. The fate of untreated ADD. Can someone please tell me what salmonella is from? I can't, I know what it is. I want to see it say fish, but it's not. 
because fish is hepatitis A. So I'm going to lose my lose my mind here. But anyway, that's an example. But just keep going. Don't stop or linger and say, oh my God, that's a long COVID. Don't catastrophize. Just keep going and it will come around again. But it will drive me crazy. I don't know. I, it's <laughs> eggs. It. Eggs. Eggs. That's right. Thank you, Annalita. Eggs. So if you get salmonella, you know, you might throw up, get diarrhea or whatever. However, some lucky people, they've won the lottery. Chronic salmonella, the antibodies against it, they can get the joint, the eye, and the skin problems. It's called reactive arthritis. When I got the hepatitis B vaccine, yes, I'm one of those people that when they get the vaccine, they might not get hepatitis B, but they get reactive arthritis where I walked around on the sides of my feet and I couldn't open um, doors. So I had to open them with my elbows. It was ridiculous. My joints were all swollen. Then I went to a rheumatologist, these huge lymph nodes in my neck. And she said, you have reactive arthritis. I went, excuse me. <laughs> and she said, your immune system is responding to the vaccine, but all the immune molecules that you're making are getting stuck in your joints. I went, oh, how long will it take to get rid of it? Six months. How long do most people get rid of chronic COVID syndrome? Six months. So, but other people, it takes longer. Some people um, who get a virus in their stomach enter a virus are more likely to come down with diabetes. Long COVID is distinct in its severity and duration. So it's a multi-system auto-inflammatory where you make antibodies against the virus, but then, you know, by accident, it goes after all these different organs. So it can be made worse or more likely to stay stuck on if you're stressed, anxious, depressed, have changes in hormones like estrogen and progesterone, and all those changes can complicate it. And that's where medical intuition comes in. Medical intuition itemizes stress. I don't like the word stress. It's like saying, what are we having for dinner tonight? Food. Food is not itemized, and neither is stress. Why did I get particularly difficult COVID? Well, you would think that being immune Annie here, I would have got it in the 20s, 2020, 21, and 22. No. When COVID came out, I put on a mask and I went out to the, the hardware store and I bought stuff for my house and I started doing floors. No problem. 2021, 20, 22, nothing. And I got the vaccines and though I got the requisite joint problems, because we would expect that, right? Given the history, I dialed 1-800, get over it. I just worked through it, even though it was difficult and I walked bow-legged, it was hard for me. However, suffice it to say, I thought that was better than getting severe COVID and possibly dying. And I was, in my case, possibly correct. Because this time I had a neck surgery, okay? I, I went from being paraplegic to quadriplegic. I couldn't walk and move my hand. So I went and I had a surgery and... Thank God all the symptoms went away. It was absolutely amazing. So I come home 
and the symptoms came back. So I had to fly all the way back there. And during that time, the entire time I wore a mask, no one was wearing a mask in the high, in the hospital. I want you to know that 10% of all the people were wearing masks. Everybody was coming down with COVID, but no one was wearing a mask. I was, I was holding on the walls, walking down the hallway. I was walking. I was wearing a mask. I wore a mask all the way into the OR and I wore a mask coming out. I wore a mask on the train. I mean, excuse me, the plane, the cars, and in restaurants. And when I came home, I didn't feel so good. And I thought it was because of the surgery, because I had trouble swallowing and talking. I had no voice because surgery was high up in my neck. Suffice it to say, then I woke up and I had a shooting electrical pain down one of my legs. Makes sense. I have spinal cord injury. It goes for the area of weakness. Got it? You understand that. So I thought, oh, I'm having recurring of symptoms. Then the high fever. And then I took the latest of, oh, we all get the the COVID tests and they come back negative and we think, are these tests really working? I honest to God thought the tests weren't working anymore because there's been so many variants of COVID. Mine was immediately positive in two seconds and I went, son of a gun. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I really didn't believe it. And when I called my doctor and told her, I said, I never thought I would get COVID. And she said, why? I They, they used to call us, what did they call those people with the horn that come out the head? The unicorn. I thought, you know, I was a unicorn. Makes sense. I'm peculiar. I like um, bright colors. <laughs> well, no longer. Suffice it to say, I don't remember much of the last three weeks. And my my breathing went so far away, my oxygen went down, and I couldn't speak. It was bad. But during it, I lost my sense of smell and taste. Where does COVID go after? It goes after multiple areas of the brain. It goes after the, the metabolism. And the, the reason why I'm telling you is not so you become Joe Neuroanatomy. The areas of the brain and body it goes to will then discuss the solution, will then describe the solution, because that's what I did. If you, when I tell you where it goes, it will tell you where you need to go to fix it. That's the most important thing. Because I remember when people were dying, they get better in the hospital, they go home and they die. And they don't understand it. When they're in the hospital, they're on a ventilator, they can't breathe, they get better, they go home and they die. And the reason is, and I remember reading this in a paper, is because COVID doesn't just go in your chest and you get pneumonia. It goes to the breathing areas in your brain, in the medulla. I have an atlas over there, and I looked it up. They named it a different name. I learned a different name for it. And I went, son of a gun. When I first woke up and I got that sharp pain down my thing, I also had a nosebleed. A nose started bleeding. And I went, what is that? I must have a virus. So I put tea tree oil mixed with Vaseline, organic Vaseline in my nose. Why? Tea tree oil is antiviral. This before I even know. I thought I just had a virus. Well, I did have a virus. I didn't know it. 
where does COVID and most viruses go through? They go through the olfactory in your nose, through the olfactory bulb, which is conveniently located to the hippocampus, which is attention and memory, which very much goes. I couldn't remember anything. I returned calls. I returned one person's call, rescheduled a reading. And then I called the same person. I didn't realize it. 10 minutes later, and I said, I'm calling to reschedule your reading. Silence. You just called me 10 minutes ago. Really? You don't know where you are. You're not on planet Earth. Unfortunately, you are also more intuitive. You have trouble with earthbound cognition, but you are more ethereal. The next call. Hi, my name is Dr. Mona Lisa. I'm here to reschedule your appointment. Well, I can't do it. I have to go away. I said, oh, okay. When you come back from Ohio, when will you be back from Ohio? Silence. I didn't tell you I was going to Ohio. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. So now I'm arguing with her. She said, I never did. I said, well, are you going to Ohio? She said, actually, I am. How did you know that? Hmm. I didn't know that I had already returned this woman's call on earth, but somehow I knew intuitively that this woman was going to Ohio. I, I was about a sheet and a half to the wind on earth, but apparently I was more accurate intuitively. Lovely. So my point is, during the time when you're out to space, you are intuitively more spacey. It may feel uncomfortable for you. You may make mistakes. Solution number one, B. Rent a brain. <laughs> Get people to help you. Make sure people are not returning your calls via email because you may not be able to pick up emails. A lot of people, I would call, help, 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 and they would return it via email, but I couldn't pick up emails. And they're like, where is she? She's not calling. And then if they return the call, I couldn't pick it up because I was asleep. Try to get people to help you knowing that sometimes some of your eyes, ears, and brain are not functioning. That's important because just day before yesterday, I picked up 6,000 emails. <laughs> it was awful. One doctor I called, he called back and said, you sound really sick. I'm really worried. Please return my call. Next day, you sound really sick. Why aren't you returning my call? The next day, it kept going on. And the thing is, I wasn't getting any of the emails because I was so sick. I couldn't pick them up. So make sure that people have multiple ways of getting a hold of you because you're not all there. That's where that came from. But you have to get a good journal and write down where you are. What are you thinking? Because during this time, you can lay down a lot of plasticity and learn things. So during the day, I would watch what my mind was doing because I'm a scientist. And I remember there was a scientist who actually gave himself cholera to feel what it was like. Now, I'm not suggesting you actually give yourself COVID to find out what it was like, but I wanted to know what it would, while I had it, I might as well make use of it. Because I remember at the beginning of it, rescheduling a reading with a woman, and I said, I have to reschedule your reading because I have COVID. And she said, you got that too? I said, 
you know what? It's not a problem because when I call you and I'm over it, I'll tell you how to get over it. I don't know if she was happy, pissed or whatever. One of the things was when I started to lose, and you will, the olfactory bulb, the nose, COVID goes through the nose, which of course is related to taste. Gustatory is right next to taste, but it's also conveniently related to hippocampus, memory and attention, but amygdala, intuition and emotion. There would be the crying and the moodiness, but we'll get to that in a second. So you may have trouble with remembering and paying attention, hippocampus, but you may become more intuitive. That's where Ohio comes in. We obviously need both to function. But so every morning I would wake up and I would read Torah, or at least I'd open the door, open the, the book, and I'd stare at it. And I would underline it and I would stare at it. And every once in a while, a sentence would make sense. I would write it down in the journal and I would look up something about it. And then I would get too tired and then I would close the book. I would have pumped neurons in that area. You will feel tired and you will say, I cannot do this. That's true. You can't. But somewhere it's sticking. You may not be conscious of it. It's going into your unconscious. So pick something, anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's needlepoint or looking at um, the different types of birds in the Pacific Northwest in November. I don't care what it is. Pick something, stare at it for a requisite amount of time. I do brain exercises in the morning, fast forward. So speeding of processing. I could do, I used to be able to do a half an hour. I could do only one minute. Did it matter? I did one minute and I closed it and I was done. Just do it in the morning from 8 to 10 a.m. Why? Because our circadian rhythms, that is maximal cognitive acuity time at that time. Don't do it at four. (laughs) Don't do it at four. And while you're at it, when it comes to physical exertion, I don't care if it's tapping your foot. The best time to do that is 2, 12 to 2. I do it before I eat lunch. Because, number one, it's like when I do this, I can eat. It's a motivational thing. And number two, once I eat, I'll be too tired to do it. You have to keep moving. You have to be, keep pumping neurons because they show that COVID goes for the spinal cord. Very important. You have to keep moving. It approaches the glial cells, the neuronal areas, the immune cells that are in the spinal cord in every area of your brain. So if, if it damages or creates immune cells, you want to create in a parallel fashion new pathways. And the only way to do that is to move, either think movements, reading movements, or movement movements. Then, of course, I would do video games. I would move my fingers and invariably get killed or (laughs) maimed in this game, um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. There was a lot of tears in the kingdom with me because I kept getting killed and lost and doing very poorly. And of course, there would be the falling of the sleep. It didn't matter. I was still in the kingdom moving.
moving because otherwise you turn into glue. But let's talk when the virus goes through your nose, it goes through the olfactory bulb and you lose your taste and smell. I have a friend named Joyce. She calls me, ML, I can't stand COVID. I can't taste anything. I can't stand it. I'm Italian for God's sakes. I got to taste my food. Nothing tastes good because I can't taste it. She's from Queens. She's like four foot 11, soaking wet. So I said, I'll be damned. So I start to lose my taste. And damn it, I can't smell. Because when the cats get upset, especially Conway Twitty, don't laugh. He's got he's very sensitive about his name. Conway Twitty sprays. In fact, he did it right in front of me. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't smell it. And nothing is more rank than cat urine. And I couldn't smell it. I said to myself, this is the problem. My house is going to smell and I'm not going to be able to know it. People are going to be walking out offended and I'm not going to know. And I can't be having that. And the second thing is I can't be Joyce like, I don't like my food because it's, it's terrible. I'm Italian, you know, I'm Portuguese, you know, we have to have our food. I didn't want to be sounding like that for years to come. And I was going to nip this in the bud because I know that the olfactory bulb and the hippocampus, those cells divide and reproduce themselves. People used to say in the central nervous system, once a cell dies, that's it for you. And there was a woman, a woman, I might add, in California. People made fun of her because she found that cells replace themselves, grow back in the hippocampus, and she published it in the scientific literature. And she was resoundly, or whatever the correct word, because you know I'm a sheet and a half to the wind here, made fun of until somebody reproduced it. And now they're not laughing. And so I said to myself when I couldn't smell, and I'm still talking to myself because I was a little tappy, I refuse, refuse, refuse not to smell. So I went around the house and smelled everything. I said, this is lemon. You can't smell it, but you're smelling it. Get over it. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. But I did. I smelled everything and said, it's like a, suggestion, a hypnotic suggestion. But really what I'm doing is through plasticity, I'm stimulating the receptors and laying down neuronal pathways and making cells divide and axonal in my hippocampus learning and axons sprouting. You get it? The book is called The Brain That Changes Itself. It's about how to recover after brain injury because COVID is really a form of brain injury. They're not saying it, but it be. So even like when I changed the kitty litter, I smelled it because you have to put the stuff in the basket. And usually it's like you're carrying this thing and it's like, this is unbelievable. I smelled it. And I went, see this? This smells really, really bad. Now you might say, why did you do that? Because noxious smells are the most um, easiest to learn and most limbic-centric. And so I kept doing that. This is tea tree oil. Tea tree oil is a certain thing. Smell it. Bring it way in. And what's amazing is after about a week, damn it, 
if I couldn't smell it. Son of a bitch. I'm sitting there going, can I smell that London? Am I, am I imagining this? No, I could smell it. And then I could taste it. I had this thing for maple walnut ice cream. I have this thing for maple walnut ice cream. Now that's not like strawberry. Maple walnut is a subtle taste. I I thought I was eating it because it was cold because my lungs feel like they're on fire. They still do. However, it was like, it's like your ears are stuffed after a bad virus and you can't hear a damn thing or you're up in the plane and your, your ears get blocked and you get out of there or you're in a pool and your ears get filled with water and everything feels distant like it's on the equator and you're like in Rhode Island, you can't hear it. But then it's slowly, 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 your ears get unblocked. Did I just hear something faintly in the distance? All of a sudden, faintly, I start to smell and taste, and oh my God, it was wonderful. The first day I tasted maple walnut, I went, oh my God, it works. We're not real good with cat urine yet, but somehow I feel that's a win. My point is this. That is true with almost all of chronic COVID syndrome. That it is reactive autoimmune illness that you make antibodies against all other areas that have become, that were previously injured, that you have a tendency toward. The phrase, what would you resist, persists. And I'm not saying this is easy. If you think it was easy to get on this podcast today, I can't tell you how hard it is. Because when I get off of here, I, I lie down, I'm going to black out. And that's going to be it. I better feed the cats before I lie down. But I'm telling you, as God is my witness, yes, you will be exhausted. But each step you make, it will be a little less difficult. And the injuries you have as a result of this virus will lay down areas for genius. Think Ohio. She said, how did you do that? Because that's what injury does to your brain. It removes some ability, but adds another. Loss always does that. It removes something and creates space for something else. Is this fun? Do I look like I'm having fun? That's why I decided to do this. Yeah, I I used to go around and say breathing is optional. I never really put asthma on my problem list. I would say breathing is an option. Well, you weren't here last week. <coughs> you weren't here last week. And as you can tell, the longer this podcast goes, the harder it is for me to talk. However, I think it's worth it. Because if I have one last 
breath, if I can bring any message to you, I can say, like Dory in Finding Nemo, keep going. Because you can lay pathways around the scarring that COVID leaves. Whether it's the immune system, whether it's the neurological system, the breathing, it will be difficult. But it will be worth it. Think of it like childbirth. Ten months of carrying a baby, a bowling ball, that if you told you that you're going to pass this thing through a tiny hole, <laughs> now that's ridiculous, and then go through a labor that can be 23 hours, not to mention 20 or 30 years of raising a child with a heartache, you might have to bail them out. They may do stupid. <laughs> but somehow we become amnestic. I've had surgeries. I've been run over by a truck, a car. I just got back from rehab for the spinal cord thing. And the lady's taking this thing down. She says, you've been run over by a truck and a car. I went, yeah. Cheerfully, <laughs> I might add. I said, yeah, I have head injury. She goes, um, both vehicles. I said, yeah. I said, I think I might have because of the spine a problem with visualization. She said, so you have brain injury? I said, if you got run over by a truck and thrown 87 feet, wouldn't you? <laughs> Adversity is the mother of invention. This one is not fun, but I will tell you, even though I don't remember much of the week and a half, it does create an injury. I can tell you, I know. But it creates a kind of intelligence that you can rewire in your brain and your body. Believe it or not, in the middle of lying in that bed and feeling like tapioca, frozen, I said to myself, you know, I may be delirious, but I actually think this thing is making me stronger. Pathetic. I probably had an O2 sat oxygen saturation of I don't know what. It doesn't matter. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we've been talking about becoming vital after a virus. I am here to do your reading. Does anybody have a question? The solutions are, number one, if COVID causes decreased cerebral blood flow in a lot of areas because it may injure small vessels in a variety of areas, what would I do? What am I going to do? Whether it's causing problems with small vessels or causing problems with the microglia, the immune cells, and astrocytes in many areas, and gliosis, which is scar tissue, to increase plasticity, increase cerebral blood flow, acupuncture is one, or hyperbaric oxygen in a high, hard chamber. That's what you do with people who have small vessel disease. I'm going to do it. 
I've done it before. And my God, it makes you shop. That's the first thing. The second thing, uh, there are, go to a good naturopath or um, integrative physician. And in concert with the other people who know the medicines and supplements you're taking, look at the published protocols of the supplements and remedies that help with this syndrome. I can't remember all of them. <laughs> Basically, I took a picture and forgot it upstairs. goes to show you. But it involves certain kinds of magnesium, a certain kind of vitamin C. It's not the regular one. A certain kind of zinc. Notice I get the global thing. A certain kind of vitamin D. Um, I can't remember the other things. But there are specific types of supplements. It's not just like any garden variety. And though I take my CalMag supplement, these other ones are certain kinds of chelations that are specific. Um, that's important. Um, stimulating every pathway. If COVID affects the blood vessels and can scar the white matter in the prefrontal area for decision-making and um, attention, the parietal lobe for attention, um, the thalamus and the basal ganglia for speed of thinking, and reacting, the, the limbic area, the limbic system for emotion and mood and anxiety, and the olfactory area and taste. Subject all of these areas for stimulus. Don't go into your cocoon. Even if you feel you're not productive, smell, taste, a variety of things and say, this is oregano. You're not tasting it. We're learning this. This is oh. This is roomy, or this is something or other. You may not understand it, but your unconscious is reading it. Write some phrases down. Put it in a journal. You'll come back to it. Do a video game. Make lots of mistakes and go, you know what? Kids half my age do this better. I'm retraining my brain. One of the things I got was a bunch of barrels of monkeys. Barrels of monkeys are, are a uh, motor skill, fine motor. If you've had problems with fine motor skills, you have neuropathy, learn to do barrels of monkeys because when you do it, it helps you keep your quickness of your fingers, your arms, and your strength. You might be able to only do it for a second. Keep doing it. Play the piano, even if it's for two seconds. Get a mind game, even if it's for two seconds. Go to the grocery store, get something and get the hell out of there. Don't avoid. All of these things, small events, small exposure will eventually desensitize you and make you better. So I'm here to answer your questions. Who can I help? Yes. Take yourself off a mute. Susan. How old are you, Susan? You have to unmute yourself. Or Hi. Lips. How are you? I'm I'm well. I've been better, but I'm I'm here. <laughs> How are I'm, you not better? <clears throat> well, I've had I had some strange uh, symptoms for the past 
two and a half weeks. Okay. That resulted in pain, the worst pain I've ever had in my life. Worse than labor, worse than kidney stones, appendicitis. Those are the things that have caused me severe pain. Okay. And so I I went to the I went to the chiropractor this morning. First I thought it was my teeth. Don't think it is. Then I thought it was my ears. Don't think it is. And he adjusted me and my jaw was somewhat dislocated or a TMJ. But in this whole process of the two and a half weeks of sheer pain that would come and go in my jaw, ear, uh, I can't think either, area, I also developed a cough (laughs) that seems to be clearing up, but I will cough when I talk. (laughs) So just got like like a cosmic two by four. You developed the cause <laughs> after you developed this pain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Worst pain of my life. And it may hit me while we're on here. I make no guarantees. It seems to be somewhat better now, but that is wild. I see a problem in the family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe, secure, and give us a sense of belonging, but you can't talk about it. I see someone who is angry and has power, clout, and influence. You're trying to have a relationship with that person, and a third person interferes. There's something you know about a relationship, but you can't say anything. And it's very painful. I can't figure out if this is your family of origin or some other family. Probably both. But someone is not being truthful. That's right. And this lying. That's right. It's the same thing. And you know it. I do now. They know you know it. Yes, they do. But there's a third person who doesn't doesn't. And you have to keep your mouth shut. And that's why you have to pay. Oh. Okay. Who is the other person? Uh, well, I haven't said anything to my child because he's there a kid. There you go. I have no more questions for this witness. All right. That's it. That's it. And that's painful for you because that's you very painful. choose get angry and let it out of your mouth. Because anger is epinephrine. It makes muscles spasm. Yeah. And it tightens muscles. It tightens vessels. And they clamp down the nerves. And that's a son of a bitch. Nothing is more mm-hmm. painful than facial and mouth pain. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I'm sitting there. So I've been caught. Clo- I've coughed a lot and was coughing even more. Plus the fact that I just had neck surgery at C2 to C3. Yeah. So I got this here, had no voice, couldn't swallow, choking on pills. Okay. And then we get COVID and I'm coughing and choking. So we got that. 
So I'm sitting in the chair trying to hold my neck and not, you know, do whatever. And I cough. And next thing I know, I have this tremendous, like you said, pain. Unbelievable. In he is somewhere. Like that's yeah. like in my neck Okay. So I'm sitting there. Yeah. It's like I couldn't exactly locate it. it yeah. Palate, jaw, palate, <laughs> upper palate, jaw, maxillary, whatever. Yep. So I'm sitting there going, I don't know what the hell to do. And my first thought was, you'll learn to live with it, which is classic Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. you'll just live with it you'll go around and you won't swallow i couldn't swallow you won't swallow with half of your face mm-hmm. and i said to myself as i'm talking to myself ridiculously that's ridiculous you can't swallow with half of your mouth i don't know what possessed me but all of a sudden i remembered dan bensky an osteopathic physician that i studied under in 1982 i used to travel from brown to boston go all the way down Mass Avenue to Central Square and follow him. And he would do this thing where he manipulated class, uh, classical osteopathy, someone by putting, he put finger cuts on his hand and he would put his hands in someone's mouth and manipulate something, yeah. some joint. Uh huh. So I'm sitting in there mm-hmm. watching the Today Show and the cats are looking at me going, now what? Okay. And I put my finger in and I kind of, pressed up and pressed yep. on a joint in tendon. Yep. And I just took a deep breath and followed that pulse that osteopathic rhythm did. And I breathed okay. in and out and in and out. Okay. And it stopped. And I went, okay. I can't believe it. It stopped. And I realized that that part of my neck inside mouth spasmed. It went into a spasm because I was coughing yeah. spasm. It did it one more time almost and it never happened again. My point is okay. yours is about mouth saying something and neck about will. That this is the person that you've struggled for will that has power over you with money and authority and you're mad but you can't say anything and there's somebody involved who doesn't know and you're trying to keep the honor a child. But you have to understand that there's something you're going to have to do. If you're keeping the peace now, you're going to have to get a third person, a counselor, a therapist, a spiritual guide to talk to yeah. and get it out. And they're All going right. to have to help you plan what you are going to do at the right time. But you know, because your mouth and your neck are smart that you can't tell this person directly because there's an intelligence for your mouth to shut the hell up. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. Because you can't have I diarrhea do. of the mouth and sometimes lockjaw is appropriate. I thought I thought I may have had lockjaw. I seriously did. I understand that, but mm-hmm. you don't say to a cop, what the hell are you doing stopping me? I'm on my way to work and if I'm late, they'll give me demerits. That doesn't right. work because then you'll right. really be late. Right. So you put yeah. the shut to the up, as Medea says. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to get external opinion about what to do. Okay. Do you get it? I do. Because the last time you were on here, you you weren't as skinny as you are now. Something going on with the girl. With me? Yeah, you. 
Don't yeah. you come to this show before? You've I lost, do. You've lost do. weight. Have you not lost weight? I don't think I have. I thought I, I don't, but maybe I have. I don't use the scale, really. Can I tell you something? You've I'm, lost I'm, weight. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm just, I'm no, not really myself know, today. But you stop, no, no, no. You're upset. Don't say yeah. I'm just. I'm upset. By the way, Okay. It's had two and a half weeks of just sheer pain off okay, and on. No, I just want you to understand. So you understand that I spent six weeks walking by holding onto the wall. Okay. I just want you yep. to compare it, compare and contrast. I'm not saying I'm Wonder Woman. I'm simply saying six weeks walking, holding onto the wall. I go and fly all the way to Phoenix, mm-hmm. lie in an emergency room for 48 hours. I'm not even going to tell you. Went on mm-hmm. to the hospital. There was a lounge that they put us in. It was called the Dignity uh-huh. Lounge. And at 1 a.m., it became undignified. I can't tell you the yelling, the shrieking. One guy mm-hmm. apparently got shot in the foot by another oh guy. God. I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> apparently, I want to tell you because it's unbelievable. Suffice uh-huh. it to say, then I went to the floor and I went and I went from quadriplegia to pa- paraplegia to quadriplegia where I couldn't use my arms mm-hmm. and my hands and breathe. I had surgery. Mm-hmm. I came back, went back, came over here, and then I get COVID. Mm-hmm. Between the both of us, I can tell you why I think I look better. <laughs> why do I look more vital than you? You look white. Uh-huh. Your eyebrow, right eyebrow went up. You look white. Yeah. You look pale. Yeah. It makes no sense. Am I correct? There's, I'm not yeah. trying to, I'm just sitting here. One mm-hmm. would think that I should look like I've been sauteed or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but you're white. And the I know. reason why I'm saying this is because you just said, I'm just. You're minimizing your suffering. Do you want to know why? Because I don't have a kid. I'm not married or with somebody like this. Yeah. You have to suffer in silence. I have been crying in the shower. I cry cleaning the kitty litter. I scream. I slammed a window on my thumb before the surgery. I didn't even feel mm-hmm. it. The only problem was I realized that my hand, I couldn't t- release it because it was stuck in a window. My point is it's been hell. But I was able to scream and cry, and you can't. Mm-hmm. You've got locked jaw. Mm-hmm. And I live alone. And though people brought me stuff, nothing is more lonely than living in a place where you're truly alone. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? That's why I want you to get someone to help okay. you. Okay. But I am not saying, okay. Jesus, she looks like hell. I am not it's, saying that at all. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want you to use the word, it's just. Because just is dominion your current suffering of seeing someone who is being unfaithful is just as bad as spending 48 hours in an emergency room being fused from your head 
all the way down your spinal canal. Okay. Getting COVID and not being able to breathe. In my perspective, it is the same. Okay. Do you understand? Because you can't scream about it. You have to keep it all inside. So unfaithful as part as a betrayal of the family origin, mom, dad, brother, sister, me. I'm not going or, to get into it. Okay. Just or the other one. You realize it. You realize that you want I, me to backtrack. I got I'm it. I'm not backtracking. I got it. I got it. You're okay. like, now are you saying? Because you want me to melt? No, you're going to get someone and you're going to get it out so you don't look pale. Do you okay. understand? I got it. Good luck. I got it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're back. I tell you, after this, I'm going to have a nice half of an English muffin and I'm going to go to bed. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. This has been. Can you still hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. I don't know why I can't hear me. Thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have a great week. Be well, do right, live brilliantly. Thank you. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.